Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is February 1st. That can't be right. February 1st, 2017. My name, of course, is Philip Rossman Reich, or I think it is. You know, who knows with the calendar these days? It, it it doesn't feel like one month of 2017 is gone, but I guess for a lot of people, good riddance January is done, and we can get on to February uh, and the always important February month of the NBA season. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll tee that one up pretty well on today's show. Today is February 1st, 2017, of course. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. And as I've alluded to, this is going to be a little bit of a trade-focused show. We are officially 23 days to the NBA trade deadline. The biggest, probably the biggest day on the calendar for the Orlando Magic uh, as the future for the franchise is going to get set. And, and as, as I've said in previous podcasts, I really do believe the direction the Magic go for the next t- probably two seasons for sure, maybe the next two, three, three seasons, will get set within this month. So very, very big month. And so there's some very big, serious conversations that need to be had. And of course, I think a lot of it's going to start with Serge Ibaka. Uh, and that's where we will start, or we will talk most of our time on today's show. As I noted yesterday, there was a rumor that came out from Sean Devaney of the Sporting News reporting that the Orlando Magic have kind of stepped up some efforts to uh, to trade Serge Ibaka. It's becoming very, very clear that the Magic are going to have to move on from Ibaka to make sure that they get something for him uh, after they gave up so much and just kind of recoup some of their assets uh, that they lost in trying to acquire him for just this season. Uh, on, on top of all that... Um, you know, it, there's there's a lot of things going around. If you haven't read it yet, I would go to Basketball Insiders uh, and read Steve Kyler's kind of, I guess, it's sort of a primer on trade, trade deadline rumors and kind of where conversations are at. A lot of what gets reported generally tend to be stuff that either fell through or is just kind of in the exploratory stage and being put to the side. And the people putting out information uh, are typically not the teams themselves. They're very secretive. It's usually agents or you know, if someone is putting something out there, it's probably because, oh, yeah, we're not revisiting that. It, it can go ahead and go get out there in the netherverse or, or whatever. But, um, you know, always kind of take some of these with a grain of salt. But I think it is pretty clear that the Magic are looking to trade Serge Ibaka. Uh, our good pal Keith Smith of uh, of Yahoo, of Real GM, I'm sorry, of Real GM and, and, and uh, FanRag uh, reported a few teams that had expressed some interest in Ibaka. So there's clearly a little bit of a market developing. This is a long-winded way to introduce, uh, and, and we'll get to this in, in a moment. Uh, introduce the uh, a conversation that our good pal, uh, our good pals, at Tuck and O'Neill on uh, on uh, Sports Talk Florida, ten eighty a.m. in Orlando, uh, had with Sean Devaney himself. We'll play that for you and, and have a brief react reaction to it as well. And then I'll talk a little bit about where I see the long-term future for the Magic as we kick off this February. Uh, 
and head into uh, the big month that that I said it was. But before we get to all that, before we get to thinking 23 days down the road, let's talk about February 1st. The Orlando Magic will take on the Indiana Pacers uh, at home to kick off the month of February, starting off a, a quick two-game homestand. They'll play the, they'll play the uh, 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 Pacers on Wednesday and then the Raptors on Friday, and then they play Atlanta on Sunday. Or not Sunday, sorry, Saturday. Um, no Super Bowl game this year. Very good that they don't have a Super Bowl game this year. I, I appreciate that because it was not fun having to try and get food for that potluck right after a Magic game last year. Uh, but um, the Magic taking on the Indiana Pacers, uh, this has not been a friendly matchup for the Magic so far this year. Uh, they went to Indiana the day after that big emotional win versus Oklahoma City and laid a stinker, an 88-69 loss. Uh, and then a few, about a month later, they go back to Indiana uh, and you could kind of tell Frank Vogel was a little annoyed with how his team played the first time they went to Indiana, uh, and they laid another egg, losing by that game by 11, but it was not an 11-point game at all. The Magic just got outworked and out-hustled and beat up uh, defensively by a, a more energetic Pacers team, and, and this really was before Paul George really got himself going, and Paul George, in the month of January, averaged around 24 points per game. Uh, he scored 30 points in his last three games, I believe, He's really starting to look like the Paul George of old. And and whereas, you know, when I looked at the Toronto Raptors and I looked at the Minnesota Timberwolves, those were, you know, the Minnesota Timberwolves maybe are not a great team, but they were playing a little bit better. The Toronto Raptors were a team that's really struggling. We'll talk about them them again for Friday's show. Uh, But this is an Indiana Pacers team that is playing good basketball. And the Magic are going to have to play with energy, with intention, uh, with some effort if they want to win this game, if they want to compete in this game, because right now the Pacers have just absolutely worked the magic in the two games that they have played. So Orlando's got to do their work early here. They are not not necessarily early as in get up early. They've got to do their work and establish themselves that they can compete with this team and not and when they get punched and, and Paul George is going to punch them a little bit, not literally, but you know you get what I'm saying. Uh, when they when that big run comes against them. They've got to be ready and willing to fight back and respond. And that's something the Magic haven't always been able to do this season. Uh, it, you know, it's it's going to be a, a, a difficult game for sure. I, I don't think there's any way around it. Indiana will still have its moments where it looks pretty bad. But Paul George is looking like a superstar once again. And they have some nice secondary pieces um, there, there's a reason why they're they're in the middle of the playoff race and they're they're right in the hunt. There's a reason for all that, and, and the Magic are going to have to really you know, kind of step step up to the plate and uh, and, and make sure that they're ready to compete and play hard in this game. It is not going to be easy at all. What I think is the good news is the Magic are playing a little bit better of late too. I, I'll give the Magic credit; they played well in. In a Sunday's win over the Raptors, played really well. It was probably one of their better games in a while. And despite the overtime loss, they played well in Monday's game against the Timberwolves. It was only the third time since December, what, 5th? Since uh, the Washington game, that that really was the turning point of the season, that they've given up less than 100 points in regulation play. It was a 98-98 at the end of regulation. And the NBA did come back and say that Nikola Vucevic should not have been called for travel uh, on that last play before Andrew Wiggins' game-tying shot. If you ask me, that doesn't matter. It, it would have it been nice if it was called correctly. Um, maybe the Magic get a basket. 
Maybe they don't. Uh, you know, the, the bottom line is the Magic had a chance to win it in overtime. They didn't. They really let go of the rope in overtime. I thought they kind of got deflated a little bit. Uh, and that's uh, one of the reasons why. And that uh, honestly, that's why the Magic lost more than anything. Uh, they weren't. They didn't pay enough attention to detail. They they let Ricky Rubio get hot. They didn't get. They didn't secure offensive rebounds when they needed to secure offensive rebounds. Uh, and that is that. I mean, it wasn't one call that lost them the game. But again, the Magic are playing well, and and I think this has generally been a trend. For a while now, as the Magic will play well but not get the results, and then they come out and lay a stinker because they haven't been getting the results necessarily that that goes with their uh, their level of play um, that they're giving. The Magic did enough to win that game Monday, and probably should have won that game Monday. And if they want to make the playoffs, they needed to win that game Monday. But having and I recognize fully that the conversation I'm having right now is the conversation you have with a rebuilding team that is not trying to make the playoffs. Or making the playoffs is, if it happens, great. If not, development and growth. These are the, the, This is a conversation of development and growth. And maybe that's the point we're at with the season where, you know, energy, effort, intensity matter more than results. Say what you want about that. But if the Magic are going to get to a point where results matter... They've got to play with the energy and effort that they played with on Sunday and Monday's game. And if they can carry that over into Wednesday, they should have a chance to win the game. I don't know if they'll win the game. I mean, I, there's a lot about this team I still don't trust. They, they'll they have a chance to win that game. And I think that's what matters most at this point. And certainly, uh, the, the home crowd should help a little bit too. We'll see exactly how that goes. Like I said, though, the calendar has turned to February. It is time to start thinking a little bit more seriously about that trade deadline. It is 23 days away. We'll continue to have complete coverage to let you know about our thoughts about the latest rumors on the team uh, and what's going on. Obviously, there is a lot to think about and a lot that the Magic can do. Um, I'll talk a little bit about that in just a moment. But uh, our good pal, uh, our good pals at Tuck and O'Neill, our special thanks to producer Eric Lopez, um, interviewed Sean Devaney of the Sporting News. He uh, was the one that that uh, reported that the Magic were stepping up their efforts to trade Serge Ibaka, uh, and so Eric was kind enough to send me uh, the the interview that that Tuck and O'Neill did with uh, with Sean and uh, get his thoughts on where the Magic are at and and what their trade deadline is looking like. So. Before I start playing the clip, be sure to listen to Tuck and O'Neill. It is on Sports Talk Florida, 1080 AM in Orlando. I believe it also reaches out to Ocala now um, and a little bit more a little bit more statewide within Central Florida. Um, so be sure to listen to that. It's uh, 3 to 6 p.m. on 1080 AM in Orlando. You can also listen to it streamed live on SportsTalkFlorida.com. Overtime loss last night for the Orlando Magic up in the Twin Cities, losing to Minnesota in OT by six points. We're talking O'Neal before that sum of NBA royalty, Sir Charles, but another part of the royalty 
The King has responded. We'll talk about all of it and more. We're Tuck and O'Neill here at Florida Sports Talk. The team, 1080 The Team Orlando, 92.1 FM Gainesville, and 100.1 FM in Ocala. I'm Jerry O'Neill with Mike Tuck. And we welcome NBA Insider. Always good to catch up with NBA writer for the Sporting News, Sean uh, Devaney. Sean, how are you? I'm doing well, Jerry. How are you? There's just a ton of stuff going on in the NBA. More drama than what you get on uh, soap operas, I think. We'll try to get to all of it. You've written a most interesting piece that appears uh, at uh, Sporting News as it pertains to the Orlando Magic, saying there are NBA trade rumors out there. Magic step-up efforts to trade Serge Ibaka ahead of free agency. Elaborate on that. Yeah, well, you know, obviously when they brought in Serge Ibaka, they were thinking that they were on the... uh, uh, on the brink of turning a corner that that you know bringing in some veterans bringing in to, uh, a nice defensive piece might be uh what they needed to help some of the young guys uh like I say turn that corner and 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 really push toward the playoffs and you know I think uh if you go back maybe a month a little more than a month ago there there was a chance that that was going to happen but but really we've seen the defense there completely fall apart uh we've seen uh, uh that team completely fall apart uh, a lot of the pieces don't go well together. Um, they still don't really have that 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 focal player, that that, that real star player, uh, and that's really uh, uh, caused some problems. Uh, so now they're in a position where you know you've got an asset with Ibaka, uh, who's going to be a free agent this summer. You, you have to start looking at what you gave up for him in Oladipo and and that draft pick, uh, who's starting for the uh, for the Thunder and Sabonis. Uh, and you have to say, well, you know, now we've got to get something. So you talk to people around the league, and, and there's no question that uh, uh, they're getting uh, uh, they're well pressed to uh, uh, to get out there and try to get something for Serge Ibaka uh, before uh, before the season ends. Certainly before the trade deadline, and certainly not Ibaka, the only player the Magic are shopping as. Uh, it is uh, a mixed bag. It's been uh, obviously a poor basketball team since Dwight Howard was traded away. And it seems like everybody, minus maybe Aaron Gordon, will be available. Yeah, I, I think that's safe to say. And, and you know, it's it's funny because when, uh, you know, when Scott Skiles left last year, that was one of the bones of contention was he wanted to make, uh, you know, some major trade. Of course, they made one trade, but but, but he wanted to make uh, even more. You know, he he really wanted to change that roster around. Uh, and, and, and there were fo- folks in the front office who simply didn't. Uh, and because of that, uh, you know, Skiles basically put his hands up and walked away. Uh, and, and now you're in a situation where you can kind of look and say, all right, maybe he was proven right. You know, maybe that this group did need some of the changes. Uh, you know, Alfred Payton was, was one of the guys that, that he really did want to put on the market. Uh, and, uh, and the, you know, I think that they've changed their tune on that. I don't think that he's going to be one of the guys that they're going to uh, uh, actually make a move on. Uh, but you're right in that it just about everybody on this team is, is, is going to be available, uh, and it behooves the front office really to listen to anything uh, it can get its hands on as far as uh, uh, possible deals. What do you believe to be the market value of, of some of the bigger names, um, notably Abaka, Peyton, and Vucevic? Well, you know, I think I think Ibaka, uh, you know, you can get something back for him, but they're in a position where they just need to get, you know, anything because, you know, teams are going to be reluctant to give up much more than a draft pick uh, or much more than one young player. You know, the Magic have been asking for more than that, obviously, uh, but as time runs short here, 
they're going to have to uh, uh, scale back some of what they want for him. Uh, so, you know, I think you're just probably going to get one asset for uh, for Ibaka, maybe a second-round pick as well or something like that, uh, a lesser asset as well. Uh, but you're not going to get a major score just because teams don't know what he's going to do uh, in, in, in free agency. You know, Vucevic is a, is a, is a different, uh, uh, different animal. You know, his, his contract's not that bad. Right. You know, it, it was maybe a little bloated when he, when he signed it, but, but compared to where things are now, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's probably a better chance that, that, that a team will bite on him. Uh, the problem is that, as we've seen with a lot of centers, uh, you, you know, you bring him in, and, and it sounds good to have a big guy in the middle, uh, but the way the game is going, it's hard to really use the guy. And, and you know, that's, that's something that we're seeing over and over in the league. So, uh, you, you know, it might be uh, much more difficult to actually uh, uh, move him. Uh, and Peyton, you know, I, I, I think there's still a lot of mixed feelings on him. I think if you package him with one of those other guys, you're going to get, uh, you know, a much better return and, and maybe, uh, you know, even a lottery pick. Uh, you know, that's, that's probably something that they're going to have to consider uh, as, uh, as the trade deadline gets gets closer next month. Sean Devaney, NBA writer for Sporting News on with us here, Tyken O'Neill. Uh, if we lived outside this market, we would probably blast Rob Hennigan, the general manager of the Orlando Magic. We usually in a market where we have a team are a little bit more kind. Uh, but it's my opinion, honestly, that Rob Hennigan in the years that he's put this roster together and made the moves this past off season, how do you trust him with reassembling it when he's made it this at this hour. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I, I think certainly when you look at where it is, you would have liked to have seen more progress. Uh, if you break down the moves and, and, and look what he did move by move, you can say, all right, well, I can understand why he did this. I can understand why he did that. Uh, but at some point, yeah, I think you're right. You do need to sort of step back and say, uh, okay, maybe there was something uh, uh, that, that that can explain why each one of these things were done. Uh, but the fact is, here we are, and and you know, and 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 this team really hasn't gotten anywhere. And and this was supposed to be a year in which they moved forward, and and instead they've moved backwards. So uh, yeah, you know, at, at at some point, yeah, I think there does need to be that level of accountability. Uh, but uh, like, like I say, I, I do think you can go through and look at each. You know, I mean, getting Ibaka made sense at the time. Uh, you know, there was no way to tell that it was going to be as disastrous as it as it's turned out, or or you know, just that the team the team itself was going to be uh, you know a team that, that that like I said moved backwards this year. Uh, but uh, but but you know, at, at some point, yeah, somebody's got to be held accountable, uh, and it's and, and in the end, it's him. It's it, that that's where, uh, as they say, that's where the buck stops. Interesting thoughts from Sean Devaney of Sporting News, and I want to thank once again uh, our good pal Eric Lopez and Tuck and O'Neill uh, for providing us that that audio. You be sure to catch Tuck and O'Neill uh, as 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 uh, as Jerry O'Neill said at the top of that segment. Be sure to catch Tuck and O'Neill Monday through Fridays from three to six p.m. on Sports Talk Florida, ten eighty a.m. in Orlando, as well as SportsTalkFlorida.com. As Devaney said, and I think it's you know pretty plain to see. The Magic do need to make sure that they get something for Ibaka. It's becoming increasingly clear that the Magic are not going to be able to resign him. Uh, as Devaney said, the team has taken a major step back this year, uh, and it, it's no longer about trying to salvage anything. It's about okay, this isn't working. We've got to just recoup recoup an asset and put ourselves in position for next season and moving forward. That's uh, always kind of a continuing story as you're weighing assets. But as Devin, he also said, there's a lot of different options for the Magic. And I think 
that's where I want to go to close this show. The Orlando Magic are indeed in a little bit of a weird spot. Say what you want about Rob Hennigan, and and I think you know Jerry O'Neill said his piece, and, and Devaney said his piece, and I tend to agree with Devaney. When you take each one of Rob Hennigan's moves in isolation, you can say, that makes sense. The reasoning behind that move makes sense. But when you put the whole picture together, you have no clue what you're looking at. I mean, this the NBA is not... I mean, a lot of people like to use the puzzle analogy. That, you know, the NBA, building a team is like, you know, you've got the pieces to a puzzle and, and there's there's a picture on, and, you know, you're, you know, when you're building a puzzle, you got the picture on the box. There isn't a picture on the box. And, and I think I've used this analogy uh, on a previous radio appearance or previous podcast appearance that, you know, the magic kind of grabbed, you know, you usually start with the corners when you do, when you do your, 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 your puzzle. Well, the magic, you know, got one corner and, and set it off to one side got another corner and set it off to another side. And when they thought it was time to put it all together, they didn't realize how big the puzzle actually was. The the puzzle pieces didn't connect. And they ran out of pieces. And that's kind of where the magic are at right now. They tried to put this thing together, and it just doesn't fit. And like Devin, said, the buck stops with the GM. It's ultimately on the GM, and I think even in, in, in Rob Hennigan's interview appearances last year, uh, last week, sorry, last week, he would say, yeah, it's on me. I built this team, and they haven't come together the way we wanted them to come together, and that's on me. And, and you, know, you know, I've got to find a way to do what's best for the Orlando Magic. And it does seem, by all reporting and all accounts, that the Magic are not going to go rush into a deal to try and save this season when it's probably not going to be there to save. And what they do with Serge Ibaka is certainly part of that equation. So what does the Magic's long-term future look like? That is the million-dollar question, of course. Because no one knows what it looks like. I think we can all say with, with some certainty that Aaron Gordon is not likely to get traded. But... Everyone else on the roster, throw them up in the air. Who knows Who knows where they're going to land? As Devaney said, it's it's very possible that the Magic could try and pair Alfred Payton and Nikola Vucevic together in a deal to try and get back a more meaningful asset. It's also very possible that the Magic look to move Vucevic and Ibaka in the same trade deadline. It wouldn't surprise me if they wait to do that at the draft as well. Uh, there are a lot of different combinations, but... What is clear is what they have right now doesn't work. And, and what I've been advocating since we started talking about some of these big picture issues with the Magic is something of a, a soft reset. I'm of the opinion, and certainly people can disagree, and they're free to, and I think they have legitimate arguments too as well. I'm of the opinion the Magic were on the right track. And and, and Devaney, I think, hinted at this as well, that you know Scott Skiles was pushing for different kinds of moves uh, and the Magic balked, and they clashed heads and, and, and split ways. Maybe maybe Skiles was a year too early, perhaps. But I went from... Uh, uh, the Magic in, in this rebuild went from 20 wins to 23 wins to 25 wins to 35 wins. 
certainly there were mistakes and certainly missteps. And I think that 25-win season especially was a setback that should have not raised some alarms, but uh, but certainly said made them say, hmm, there are some things we need to rethink here. But the Magic did improve by 10 wins last year, and I thought they were generally on the right track. Uh, and so I... I I, I'm of the mind that the Magic need to try and get back to that place. Go after some youngish guys. Find some veterans to supplement them. Make the roster fit together better. So pick a guy you want to feature. Right now, that's probably Aaron Gordon. And really feature him. Find players that complement him. I've suggested maybe doing a Serge Ibaka to Portland deal and trying to get back Alan Crabb and Al Farouk Aminu. Aminu's the kind of switchy 3-4 that you can pair with an Aaron Gordon because they both can defend the perimeter. They're both below average shooters, but they can make open threes. Uh, and they can kind of switch between the three and the four really well, so you get the best of both worlds. And they're both really good defenders, if, if I didn't mention that. You add Bismack Biombo as your anchor at center. You know, yeah, maybe now you have three guys who aren't great scorers, but now maybe you have your defensive anchor that you really have been looking for. Or even Nikola Vucevic. Maybe, maybe Vucevic can provide that now on defense. But see, that's a path forward. That's a, a, a youngish guy that can grow with the team still, can take his game to the next level perhaps. A little bit of a risk for sure, and certainly a financial obligation. But... There's still opportunity there to continue growing, to continue to get better. And, when the time calls for it, to make that big, splashier move to make your team better. I think Hennigan's approach at this trade deadline will be to continue to look for ways to make the team better. It isn't about saving his job. If team said, if, if Alex Martin says, make the playoffs in 2017 or you're fired, and Rob Hennigan does not see a move that makes his team better this year and probably next year. Because if, if he's saying make the playoffs in 2017 or you're fired, pretty sure he'll say make the playoffs in 2018 or you're fired. So you got to be thinking a little bit long-term too. And I'm not talking about way long-term. I'm not talking about 2020 long-term. I'm saying 2018, maybe 2019 are the two years you need to really be thinking about right now. And the Magic can get there. I think they can. It's just going to take some reinvesting in their young guys and their young players. Featuring and complementing their young players. Something that they perhaps didn't do very well in the first iteration of the rebuild. Picking a core and building around them. Even if Aaron Gordon isn't a superstar or isn't an all-star. Picking a guy to build around, to kind of form your identity around, and complimenting him will make your team better. Because if players fit together well, they play better, obviously. I mean, you look at this Magic team this year, they have more talent than they've had in the last in the last five years. But they don't work together. The talent covers each other up, prevents them from succeeding together. And that's kind of where the Magic are at right now. Their long-term future is less about simply 
going out and finding a star player. Their long-term future right now is about setting a path and an identity to improve the team. It's about setting a way forward that has a plan and a long-term vision and can help the team grow, not just to make the playoffs, because everyone, is, I mean, I have, I get it all the time. Why is this team trying to get the eighth seed to get swept by the Caps? If you're just trying to get the eighth seed one year to get swept by the Caps, that isn't the right approach. Because it's it's about the journey. I, I personally, I think it's about the journey. Getting to the eighth seed and getting swept by the Cavs, especially with how far back this team is, would be a very good thing for this team. Yes, you lose out on the draft pick, but you get the journey of winning a lot of games in a row, building some momentum, and making the playoffs. I think that's very valuable. But you don't do that if you don't have visions of making the playoffs again. I can't imagine, and you can listen to Locked On Pistons, and I'm sure they'll tell you, I can't imagine how disappointed the Detroit Pistons are today. The Detroit Pistons made the playoffs last year as the 8th seed. They looked like they had a bright future. And they probably still do. But they're out of the playoff picture right now. Their play the, for them making the playoffs wasn't valuable enough. Wasn't that valuable. And and certainly they've disappointed in, in a lot of ways and so maybe that's not the perfect example of what I'm thinking. But you don't sell out just to make the playoffs one year. You you sell out to make the playoffs and then to build something that will make the playoffs again. And I think that's the vision the Magic need to get back to. They put all their eggs into one basket this year. And that, if anything, that was the mistake. And so now I think the Magic need to reset and try and find a way forward. Pick the young players they want to grow with. And they might be kind of stuck with a few of them right now because of their contracts. But if Aaron Gordon's the guy you want to build around, make it Aaron Gordon. Find players that complement his skill sets, cover up his mistakes, and accentuate his uh, successes or his strengths. If you want it to be Alfred Payton, find players that cover up his mistakes and accentuate his strengths. That's, That's all the magic need to do at this trade deadline and as they approach the February 23rd trade deadline. So they need to build confidence that not just next year, but the year after is building towards something. And, as Alex Martins likes to say, building towards something sustainable. I want to thank everyone again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. It is February. It is trade deadline month. uh, And so we will be covering that from all angles throughout the month. Hopefully get a few special guests in in here uh, to talk a little bit about the trade deadline. I'm hoping to do a mini mailbag on Friday, so send me your questions about the Orlando Magic, about the trade deadline, about anything, and I'll be sure to answer them uh, on the podcast on Friday. So send me your questions uh, to Twitter at LockedOnMagic. Use the hashtag LockedOnMagic to get your questions in as well. You can also follow me on Twitter at OmagicDaily, 
or submit your questions to me on Facebook at Locked On Magic as well. Uh, be sure also to check out Tuck and O'Neill again. Thanks, thanks to them for letting me use the audio. It was an interesting uh, conversation that they had with uh, with Sean Devaney of the Sporting News. Um, you can catch them on Sports Talk Florida 10:80 a.m. in Orlando, uh, as well as SportsTalkFlorida.com Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Be sure to check them out. Best best sports show in Orlando uh, by by my uh, estimation. Uh, it's, I, I do listen to them uh, on my way home. On my way home, uh, you know, when I'm driving around uh, at, at that time. Uh, so be sure to check them out as well. They do a lot of great work, and they're they're friends of the show. So we we like our friends. The friends are like us. You know, we're we're cool. Uh, that'll do it for me. I want to thank everyone again for listening to the podcast for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic. This has been Philip Rossman Reich. We'll see you again tomorrow on another episode of Locked On Magic, recapping Wednesday's game against the Indiana Pacers. Have a good one, everybody. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.